Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is More Faith, Less Upset. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is Roland, of course, and the program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been around 30 years, and I've enjoyed it immensely. And I would like to um, get the program off to a good start with a call that came in on our listener call-in line. Uh, Hi, this is Rebecca. I called because I have a question. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I have a question. I was would like to know if if um I I had a cat that I took to the Arizona Humane Society and he was a, a cute cat. He he used to cuddle with me and with the, my face and then I took him to the shelter and they euthanized him. I was wondering if. If he, he'll be reminded by the tragedy in heaven, if he if he went to heaven, if he sees me, he'll he'll be reminded by the trauma of being in the shelter. All right. Bye. Thank you. That's a very nice question. You know, I'm going to answer it differently than I would have years ago. Years ago, I would have said, uh, this is just speculation on my part. I don't know whether cats can go to heaven or not. I don't know. And I suspect that, by and large, when animals pass away, I think they, they go to sleep. I think they just go to sleep. But you know something? It is possible that there could be cats in heaven. Now, why would I say something like that? Well, the reason is that I know that there are children in heaven. The little children go to heaven. And children love animals. And God takes exquisite care of those who are his, like the little children in heaven. And it wouldn't surprise me a bit if he saw to it that they had animals. Now, that brings up another question, and that is people in general. God is more concerned with people than he is with animals. People are very special. We're made in the image and likeness of God, and we have the kind of of an awareness where we can become aware of God. And we can love God. And we can love God. And we can draw closer and closer to God. Well, actually, he draws us closer to himself. He draws us nigh. But not everyone. You see, some people don't love God. And in fact, they don't even like the truth. They would rather play God themselves. They would rather be God and act like God and impress other people and hate other people and resent other people and be selfish. And that's just the way they are. 
and they have conflict with the real God because they're playing God. It's that simple. child you could you could do one thing and then another and then another and another and you know you know what they call that now they, they call it what do they call it hyperactivity or something like that well some kids are hyperactive but others they just go from one thing to another it's perfectly natural you do this for a few minutes and then something else and you do this for a minute and then you do that and you you do one thing and then suddenly you go ask a question and then you rush away and do something else that's perfectly natural that's the way I am I'm 70 years old, and that's the way I am. I do a little this and a little that. When I'm no longer interested in it, I put it down and I do something else. That's the natural way, free, unencumbered. See, so that's what you, you must find. Because when you're in that state of being unencumbered, and you're not lost in something, and you're not immersed in something, and you're not all emotional, then it's easier to do reality checks. Actually, he draws us closer to himself. He draws us nigh, but not everyone. You see, some people don't love God. And in fact, they don't even like the truth. They would rather play God themselves. They would rather be God and act like God and impress other people and hate other people and resent other people and be selfish, and that's just the way they are. And they have conflict with the real God because they're playing God. It's that simple. Some people, because they want to play God, they don't want to meet the real God. And so they repel truth, which would make them aware of their own wrongness, and would make them aware that they're playing God, and would make them aware that there is a real God. And so they find a way to repel anything that would remind them of God. And you see that in society as a whole now more and more and more. You see that uh, God is being removed from everything, taken out of the schools, taken off the, the media, taken out of books, taken out of courses and studies. And more and more, he is being removed. And everybody goes around pretending that he doesn't exist. And they feel comfortable that way. Well, some people are so constituted that they feel very uncomfortable around anything that has to do with God. And they would never want to meet the real God. That would be the last thing they would want to do because they would be exposed. The last thing they want to do is have to realize the truth because then they would be totally exposed. They would see their own folly, their own wrong, their own vulnerability, their own inadequacy. But now, while we're on the subject, let me say that there's a little bit of that in all of us. We inherit that from Adam and Eve. A little bit of naughtiness and a little bit of pride. That's right. And it's not even your pride. It comes to you through inheritance, and then some of it is passed on through people that you meet. And it 
doesn't like to admit it's wrong. You know, it's like if you're walking down the street and then someone someone says, hey, you know, you've got some, some spinach on your cheek. Well, some of us will, will, will just blush a little bit and say, well, thank you, and then wipe it off. But some people will become resentful. They don't like being seen as being wrong. They don't like making mistakes. They don't want anybody to see them making mistakes. They don't want to admit they're wrong. I had a call from a lady. It was of a personal issue that was one that, you know, doesn't go on the air. But she said, you know, how do you forgive a, a mother who stood by while the children were being abused? And she said nothing and allowed it to continue. And then years later, she wouldn't admit that she was wrong. She wouldn't be sorry. And you know there are a lot of people that way. Have you known people like that? They would never admit they're wrong. Have you known a mother like that that didn't want to admit she's wrong? Well, there are a lot of people like that. They have a stubborn pride that rules them. See? And where did it come from? Well, it probably came from her mother. And who knows where it came from? But wherever it came from, it's inside of her. It won't let her admit that she's wrong. Now, we all have a little bit of that in us, and that has to be overcome. And luckily, for those of us who deep down in our hearts, deep down in our hearts, we love God. He, he finds a way to overcome that pride in a very beautiful process called uh, repentance and regeneration and renewal and salvation. But getting back to animals, yeah, you know what? There are children in heaven. A lot of them. And the children love animals. And so don't be a bit surprised if God has some animals in heaven. Oh, and then your question about your cat. Well, well, if your cat ends up in heaven, and like I said, I, I suspect mostly that animals just go to sleep. But if your cat did end up in heaven, then I'm I'm quite certain that she wouldn't remember the trauma because God would see to it that. Remember, there's some beautiful verse in, in the Bible where it says that all of our tears will be wiped away. And if he has that cat in heaven, then I'm sure that all of the cat's tears and all the trauma will be wiped away. Shedding Shackles provides answers for the issues that are closest to you. Do you have a comment or a question? If so, email Roland at Roland at SheddingShackles.com. That's Roland at SheddingShackles.com. Or call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510 510- Four five five eight eight five one. I'm a man with a microphone, so I, people ask, no, I don't have a church. I do not have a church. I'm just a person, and I open my mouth and I talk. And if what I say strikes a responsive chord, then that's good.
to introduce myself a little bit. Some of you are hearing me for the first time. This is very important, so I'm going to go fast, but listen carefully. I'm only on once a week. So if you're hearing me Sunday night, I'm on every Sunday night. If you're hearing me Saturday night, I'm on every Saturday night at this time once a week. I'm a weekly pastor. And that's the other thing. I'm, I'm taking out the old title, pastor, because I have been a pastor. But I don't have a church. This is my church. So you can't belong. There's no organization. There's no building to go to. You just listen. And maybe I can awaken you and put you back in touch with your Creator within. Back in touch with your innocence and your intuition. That's what you need to refine that inner font and then flow from it. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or comment, give us a call at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Or visit our website at SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Thanks for listening. Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Dedicated to helping people solve their stress issues and move forward to a life of joy and purpose, Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Hi, this is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'd like to make you aware of a change which we made on our website, SheddingShackles.com. You can watch Roland's many video lectures, including The Power of an Understanding Heart and Be Careful How You Meditate, as well as Roland's most recent video on how not to be reactive. Simply go to SheddingShackles.com and click on the left-hand icon, Watch. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music examples that you hear on Shedding Shackles, such as Sevilla by the Spanish composer Isaac Albeniz. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone, welcome. My name is, of course, Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I've been here for over 30 years now. And why am I here? Well, I am dedicated to trying to help people to refine their spiritual roots and to flow from a source of truth and love instead of reacting to outside stresses. Now, I have written several books, many books actually, some of them specifically about stress. I have a book called A Brief Introduction to Stress 
management. It's actually quite good. It's a small book. You can get it at Amazon. But I want you to understand that stress begins at the spiritual level. First of all, the ultimate stress, I might as well just come right out and say it. The ultimate stress, the first untoward stress that uh, the human race experienced is Satan, the devil. And he stresses us in a way that includes that he wants to arouse doubt of what is right and what is true, and hate. And if he can't get doubt and hate, then he will settle for a physiological and emotional reaction. In other words, he will be okay if you just become stressed out and nervous and upset and traumatized and fearful and reactive and have a memory that haunts you. And by conditioning, by Pavlovian conditioning, to then become sensitized to similar stresses to which you react and respond. This has a psychological factor and a physiological factor. As a matter of fact, even hypnosis itself is a reaction to stress. It is where someone stresses you with their overbearing personality or with some doubt or with some thing that fixates and captures your attention and a memory is formed. And that person, through their voice, their overbearing presence, their actions, what they direct your attention to, then begins a conditioning process whereby you will react, lose altitude upon each new introduction of the same stress or similar stress, and then react again. The physiological component is well understood, and it, it was first studied by Dr. Hans Selye. He noted that when animals are subjected to any kind of a stress, be it some kind of a caustic substance on their skin, or whether it be to some virus, or whatever it is, the reaction is often very similar. For example, you know, when people get a cold, or they get the flu, or they get this or they get that sort of a thing, then there's often what? Congestion, nasal congestion, and runny nose, and watery eyes, and headache. And see, a very similar symptoms result from vastly different stressors. So he began to study stress, and he discovered that the body predictably responds and reacts in, in certain ways to stress. Well, to make a long story short, I said that the original stressor is Satan. Now, why do I say that? Well, the reason is because, you see, humans are metaphysical beings. Yes, we have a body like animals do, but we also have a soul. We're a soul in a body. And your, your real person, your inner person, is actually your soul. And you happen to have a body, but you are a soul in a body. And so, um, it's the soul that is approached and that is stressed. And how, what is the stress? Well, it's doubt. See, when you were a little child, before you were stressed, and before you were turned away from your natural development, you lived in a world of, um, of discovery. 
you discovered this and you discovered that and you learned this and learned that and you learned to talk and to walk at lightning speed and you went from this to that and each day was a day of adventure and discovery. And you were very close to your intuition. In other words, the source of truth and the source of love. An endless source of truth and love that is uh, the most marvelous thing. And you were very close to it. We could call it intuition. We could call it conscience. It's intuition. It's, it's present sight and foresight. And it's also conscience when you, when you stray from it. It delicately makes you aware that you strayed. So you were very close to that. So you saw things and you knew things. If your parents were fighting, you saw there was something wrong with that. When you saw that someone was impatient, you could see that there was something wrong with it. Nobody had to teach you. You didn't have to go to school to study and learn what impatience is or what anger is or what meanness is or, or what a lie is. You knew. And somehow in your heart, you knew that lying was wrong. And when somebody lied to you, it didn't feel right. And you knew that. And then you knew that, that people also tried to make you doubt yourself. And you knew there was something wrong with doubting yourself. They would show you something and you could clearly see what it was. And then they would tell you that it wasn't what they said it was. And it made you doubt. Or they told you a lie. And it made you doubt. And it didn't, doubting didn't feel good. You knew there was something wrong going on. You didn't want to doubt. You wanted to be confident. And you were. To a large extent, you saw what you saw, like Huckleberry Finn or Tom Sawyer. You saw what you saw, and you knew what you knew. Or like Albert Einstein. And you were not easily fooled. But people seemed determined to make you doubt yourself. And then when you doubted yourself, you then became subject to the one that made you doubt. Do you understand? So you see that it was Satan, don't you? But when your soul doubts, doubts what is right, what is true, what is good, then that doubt casts you adrift and it cuts you off from your inner ground from which you could flow by just simply trusting in it. That's all. Just see what you see and know what you know. And never mind what other people say. Uh, but what happens is that once you, you start to doubt yourself, you're cut away from that. And then it's easier for them to make you doubt yourself. And before long, they have you totally confused and bamboozled. And then the other thing, the other, the other primal stress is hate. The devil wants to make you hate. And he operates through people. See, something of him, something of his nature something of his spirit, something of his personality or of his attitude or of his mindset, call it whatever you will, gets into people. And then they do things and say things that tempts you to hate them, that tempts you to resent them, that tempts you to judge them. Now, do you understand? See, that again will cause you to fall away from this source, this flow of truth, and this flow of love, this endless sea of truth and love to which you have access. And when you fall away from that, then you are adrift. And then you become subject to whatever it was that made you doubt and made you hate. It's that simple. So then all the other things come into play. See, once you fall, see, originally had you had you never doubted and had you never hated or resented, 
you would be much less sensitive to stress. See, all you have to do is, is fall. All you have to do is become resentful. I'll never forget. I've told this story many times, but I'll never forget. My mom and my stepdad, we went, and me, we went to, to San Francisco for some kind of a business meeting that he was going to have there. And something happened on that trip in San Francisco. Something happened between my mom and my stepdad, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if, if he did something or if she saw something or if he they had a huge argument about something. But it, whatever it was, it was a huge stress for her. She became super upset. And then guess what? She immediately developed allergies. She had never had allergies before. Never. Zero. Now she had allergies that, that bothered her the rest of her life. And it began right there. She became stressed, and then she became more sensitive. So if you want to begin conquering the natural stresses around you, if you want to become less upsetable, less angry, less nervous, less tense, and so on and so forth, then you have to begin to, to see that it's, it, was, it is your spiritual fall that began it and continues it. So you must look at resentment, look at it, and begin to let it go. And you must also look at doubt and see who is it that makes you doubt yourself and that convinces you that wrong is right and right is wrong and so on. You have to look at those things. And with my meditation, my meditation is very helpful because the other thing that happens is when you are stressed, you tend to fall into the thought stream. And when you're in the thought stream, you become subject to the images in your mind. You become subject to a lower kind of thinking. And you find it hard to get out of there. Most people walk around lost in their thinking all the time, worried about this and planning for that and scheming about this and reliving this past moment. And it, it, they're endlessly lost in thought. So you have to learn to stand back from thought so you're not immersed in it. And then you can be closer to this truth and this love, this source of truth and love to which you must tap in and then become stabilized and then begin to flow from it. And the more you flow from it, the less reactive you are, until eventually people won't be able to upset you, and they won't be able to make you doubt. And that is the beginning of faith, and the beginning of love, and a change for the better, and a whole new life of joy and purpose. Now, I want you to go to my website and get the meditation. Give it a try. It's free. It's free. And my website is SheddingShackles.com, SheddingShackles.net, or SheddingShackles.us. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is SheddingShackles.com. Please remember that Shedding Shackles is listener-supported. Thank you.
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.